Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio. I am Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. It's NFL Combine Week, which gives us Another excuse, I mean reason, to talk about the NFL. The greatest sport on God's green. There's a lot of running backs that uh, are probably going to be available. It looks like there's a handful of running backs that are not going to be franchise tagged by their current teams. The Las Vegas Raiders will attempt to re-sign Josh Jacobs, but they're not expected to tag him. So what these teams can do is instead of letting these guys get the free agency, they can say, well, put the franchise tag on you. It's got to be a average of the top five contracts. There's math to it. And then they they play on a one-year deal. It'd be $15 million for Josh Jacobs, and they don't want to do that. The New York Giants are going to talk to Saquon Barkley and explore a deal with him, but they're not going to tag him. That tag would be $12 million. Same amount for Tony Pollard. And the Dallas Cowboys are probably going to move on there. Derrick Henry is likely done with the Titans. Austin Eckler is likely done with the Chargers. So that's five name guys that are going to hit the market. Other running backs scheduled to hit the market include DeAndre Swift, A.J. Dillon, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Ezekiel Elliott, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. These guys are all going to be free agents. Possibly. And with the salary cap going up, I think some of these guys are going to assume, well, if I was a $6 million guy before, I'm going to be a $9 million guy now. And they're going to wait for that kind of money. But as we saw last year, that kind of money isn't really available to running backs. I mean, there are a lot of good names that I 
mention guys that if they played at other positions, the one I kept referencing last year was the Ravens in the offseason signed two 30 year old guys. One was a running back, Melvin Gordon, signed him for $3 million. One was a wide receiver, Odell Beckham, signed him for 15 Now, neither was really that much of a contributor, Beckham more so than, than Gordon, but five times more and $15 million worth? No, I mean, maybe there's some intangibles, stretch the field, you know, worked on Zay Flowers' development, you know, all that stuff. But the, I'm just, I'm, what I'm saying is the difference in the market. A wide receiver, 30 years old, you're going to pay the guy 15 if he's a name. A running back, nah. So I don't know what these guys are going to sign for. It's possible none of them get more than 12. It's possible. And we'll see. Everybody. There's a lot of teams that need running backs, but there's a lot of running backs available, and they've you know the the importance of them is still there, but it's been phased out. If the NFL tried a season where they said, "All right, no running backs for a year," would the sport be that different? You could still run sweeps, and you, you know you could put your wide receiver back there. You could still run the football. You just couldn't have running backs. You could still do quarterback scrambles and stuff. You wouldn't be outlawing running. If you just took every running back right now and said, none of you guys are in the league next year. Even even if you just took the next crop of guys, the next you know 100 guys, or no running backs at all. If you said, well, we'll just let the running backs from the XFL, USFL, they'll, they'll play next year. Everybody currently in the FL is to sit out. There'd still be guys putting up 1,000 yards. Now, if you eliminate the running back position, there wouldn't be, but teams would find other ways to move the ball down the field. You know, the bubble screen. I mean, it would not be a great game to watch. It'd be too too much passing. Pretty much just like flag football, but still, running backs are more interchangeable. Even, even though it's hard to fathom that they are, it proves every year that they are. So, interesting market that's setting up for those guys. John is in South Carolina. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Hey, John. Hey, buddy. Good shows always. About uh, you know, <clears throat> I think Deshaun Watson really has the most pressure on him. I mean, he started off five and one. Flacco finished off great. They should have Chubb back. He's got that huge contract, so I think he's going to have a whole lot of pressure. And really, I think also uh, they got to trade. Uh, all those picks, uh, I mean, trade that number one pick, Chicago, and get all the draft picks. It's like too much to not get. You don't, there's no guarantee on Caleb Williams. And you still can do something with Justin Fields. And with all those draft picks, you're going to have a heck of a backdrop for him to get better with. And I'll just take it off and listen to you guys chat if it's worth it. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, well, thanks, John. Thanks for hanging. I think with Deshaun, his money's all guaranteed, and that's just getting started. So there should be pressure on him, but it's all guaranteed. So that kind of takes some of the pressure off. And then it comes down to, well, how much does he care? How much, I mean, if if Joe Flacco gets re-signed by the Browns and starts over Deshaun Watson, does Deshaun Watson have the drive to say, no way, I got I to gotta start over him? But this is all guaranteed money. It's... That's why, why they don't guarantee or try not to in football. 
Um, so I don't think like, and, and, and he doesn't have like Justin Herbert. I said earlier has the most pressure of a quarterback coming in because there's legit questions and we're giving him the benefit of the doubt. He's a 500 quarterback. And we're like, no, no, he's one of the top five. And if it doesn't happen with Jim Harbaugh, well, then maybe you got to think, okay, what is going on here? Deshaun Watson, everybody's written off already. Everybody's written him off. So I don't know that there's as much pressure, maybe a different kind of pressure. And then to the Bears point, and that's what I think of. I mentioned Peter King at a column and was talking about what the Bears might do. He feels like they're going to trade the pick. There's so many teams that want a quarterback, and there's teams that can make a strike for a quarterback. That is so interesting. Peter King's scenario was Bears trade down from one to two and then down from two to eight. So they're going to trade with Washington, and then they're going to trade with Atlanta. So you've got these commodities that teams want. If you could, if you can trade one to two, you're going to get probably a second round this year and a first next, and then take that pick and then trade it for Atlanta for even more. It's real. Like how do you how do you not? It's not like, and I, I know Bears fans are thinking. Well, we missed on Patrick Mahomes. We don't want to miss again. It's not the same scenario. You took Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes. That was dumb. This is, well, instead of Caleb Williams, you get like six or seven picks. This is completely different. And it is a decision. And it's not that easy of a decision. I don't know. Uh, Max is in Chicago. What's up, Max? Hey, uh, first day first, I want to give credit to whoever decided to play harder to city coming in after the break. That was, they get that person to raise, but, um, that, 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 that last guy coming in before the break, talking about how the bears, it's been 40 years since they won a Super Bowl and just celebrating being two games under 500 that whole time. Come on, man. Just the, the, the dedication to mediocrity is baffling to me. But I, I, I think question, he was. I, I think he was um, trying to say it's not as bad as it's perceived, but I mean it's still bad. The, like it's, it's, the, you're it's saying, 40, like it's, oh, it's the milk, the milk is expired by you know two weeks, not two months. It's, it's still expired, you know. Right, right, right. The glass ain't half full. Dude need to. I don't know. He needs to go to take a nap or something. But um, as far as the uh, the the fields and Caleb Williams debate, it's been a nightmare here in the city ever since Week 16 when they did lock up that pick, and um, it is a tough decision. And I'm a huge Justin Fields fan, but at the same time, it couldn't hurt to start the quarterback clock. And you don't you missed out on Mahomes, you missed out on C.J. Stroud last year, and hey, I, I I would like to see Justin Fields flourish anywhere, anywhere. Hopefully, hopefully here, but. I think they're going to take Caleb Williams, and I can't blame him for doing that. I don't think it's a it's a bad decision. And um, it, it, when you're talking about trading down and getting this quote unquote hall of picks, that's how you build the Cowboys. That's that's how you build the Niners. What if they won? You know. Yeah, neither teams won that, since the mid '90s. Right. Did I cut you off? Were you done? No, I, I did have a question though. What are your thoughts on Javon Dexter? Because when they signed, when they, when they picked up Montez Sweat and they're going to go get another edge rusher, whether it be free agency and or the draft, what do you think of Javon Dexter? Because I see pro bowl potential, and I just think he needs a little bit more help to really unlock that. And I'll, I'll listen to your thoughts. 
What do I think of Jervon Dexter? Yeah. All right. Let me uh, – thanks for the call, Max. Let me go back to the <laughs> questions list. Come on. Shep, I mean, you don't have thoughts on Jervon Dexter, do you? What are <sighs> I, your I, I, thoughts I am not too, on I am not Jervon? too familiar with him. What, what, I, what I will say is I want you to Will Smith this and not – the guy at the Oscars who decided to be an ultimate husband for once uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to his dealings with Chris Rock. Say you don't know enough to give an educated answer, but get that answer for that guy at some point. Oh, okay. Yeah. So at some point, yeah, at some I got to figure out what my thoughts are on Jervon Dexter. Right. Um... Oh, he finished strong. He had two and a half sacks the last month of the year. So I, I think, I think he's on the up and up, Shep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're talking about a guy with what 12, 12 solo tackles. Like, come on. I, th- I think he's well. I think he's on the upswing. <laughs> well, you got to be on the upswing if you're having twelve solo tackles in a season. Well, I'll tell you, this is the problem with uh, with I'm a I'm a fantasy sports consumer in a big one. Right. And so if he were to ask me my thoughts on uh I think Tyler Scott's his name. He's like the Bears fifth receiver. I could have given him an answer. Like I could have been like, well we had an opportunity. He was coming along and then they kind of buried him again. Um in the flashes that he's played I've liked it. I think there's some long-term potential there, and he's young. I just don't know, like, if he's going to get the opportunity ahead of some of those guys. And not that there's a lot of great guys ahead of Tyler Scott, but Equinemius St. Brown, even, you know, Claypool for a while when they had him. Uh, there were just other guys in front. Like, I could, I, I can I can answer Tyler Scott. Yeah. I, I mean. Some of DeGen. I mean, this, this, you know, Dexter's. I just add to the list. Add to the list. Well, in fairness, like if he did anything this year, it was against a team that fired its head coach, and has no idea what direction they want to go in the Atlanta Falcons, and that and that was the best game well, of his I career. Won't, I won't blame Jervon Dexter for that. No, but but I'm saying, but don't get caught up in that. Hey, he got two. What would you say? Two, two and a half sacks? Because I guarantee you, like all of that came against the Falcons. Uh, sack and a half did. Oh, I mean, come, I mean, come on. That was his best game. Five tackles. <laughs> this is the mo- this is the most Javon Dexter seniors ever been talked about on a national platform. I promise you that. But uh, I'll answer Max's question. I don't think it will be the most forever. Right. I think I think there will be more. By the way, just very quickly, you know, I, I was talking to someone about this today. You know, the ultimate what ifs. What if Chicago drafted Patrick Mahomes? And another what if. You know who the Cavaliers could have had back in 2013? And eventually no. LeBron goes back, and you would have had LeBron Kyrie, and he would have kept Wiggins because he would have been somebody that takes up the four, and you're not going to get Kevin Love in spite of this guy because it's going to grow. It's going to hinder his growth and development. You know who I'm talking about? Embiid? No. Close, though. Close. Your, your, your boy. Your boy. Giannis? Yes. The Cavaliers could have had Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, everyone always says you can't blame Michael Jordan because of his futile ownership because he did it in a small market. No, 
he whiffed just like every other GM did with Giannis Antetokounmpo. One one of these weeks, you got to do a barometer on what is the biggest miss in professional sports in terms of draft picks. Patrick Mahomes has to be on that list. Giannis Antetokounmpo has to be on that list. That sounds like a great segment that would be so much work. No, no, that I would, I would like. I would like to see you do it. There's obvious ones. Nikola Jokic was a second-round draft pick. But I don't think – yeah, but with with Giannis, though, I mean, yeah, what if, but that's different. Nobody knew about him except for Atlanta, and the Bucs, like, copied their homework and snuck in and took him. Atlanta thought they were getting him at 17. And then, like, the Bucs found out about him. They took him at 15. That's crazy. Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta for sure thought they were getting Giannis. Right. But like the teams that drafted in front of him, the the Trailblazers never thought about Giannis for a second when they took McCollum. I mean, the the quarterbacks I think of, and you're not going to like this, but what I mean, you have to put Brock Purdy in that conversation. Um, I think Joe Montana was like a second or third round pick. He, I don't think he was picked in the first round. I don't think Joe Montana was first round, and I and obviously Brady was one ninety nine. So there's a, there's a lot you could work with on that. That automatically you and I can come up with in the span of a minute and a half. Well, why don't you start working on a Shepo meter? No, because it's not because because that's not no that's not fair to Bart Winkler because it's your sh- no I'm not going to do that I, I mean I'll do that on Sundays but I mean there's only so much. Well, no, I can, I'm interested to hear what you'd come up with. You want a Shepo meter? I'll do a Shepo meter. I mean that would be it. Well, I mean, we need a different name for it. Right. No, I like the Shepo meter. You know the the other guy mm, that would be like a <laughs> hmm. the guy that we gloss over. Is your neck of the woods. He passed away a few years ago. Never gets talked about about being the greatest steals in NFL history. Who? Your boy. He's he's got your name. Bart Starr. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't even picked in the first ten rounds. No, he was round fifteen. Right. I mean, that sounds right. I mean, can is that incre- is that incredulous that Bart Starr? Wasn't picked in one of the first ten rounds. Were you just crapping on Bart Starr a few weeks ago? Uh, no, I was never crapping on Bart Starr. What I was saying was, <laughs> you can't put Curly Lambeau in the same discussion as Vince Lombardi and Bill Walsh. And I didn't realize how many titles Green Bay won with him. I, I would never disrespect Bart Starr. I will say this: he's not in the same breath as a Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Johnny Unitas, Otto Graham, Patrick Mahomes. But that's okay because nobody else really is. There's only five of those guys. I think I think that's the creme de la creme of quarterback play in the history of this league. Bart Starr is a notch below that. I got a tweet from Wayne. He says, "Sadly, Tyler Scott is the Bears' number three receiver." Well, I'm telling you, I'm I got this guy in a deep keeper league, and I'm hanging on to him. I believe in in Tyler Scott. Okay, I'm with you. Eight five five two one two four CBS. More coming up, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. John is in South Carolina. What's up, John? 
Hey, I got to thank you about one big thing. You really fired up my uh, Super Bowl watch, and you were talking about the fire meter, and then you fired me up on that, so I got to thank you for that, brother. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. My name is Bart Winkler. David Shepard is here. There was a court storming tonight. Tonight. There was a court storming. They want to take it away from us. But they're not going to take it away from Mississippi Valley State. Mississippi Valley State of the the SWAC, the Southwest Athletic Conference. They were in action tonight against Prairie View A&M. And Prairie View A&M on the season is 10 and 18. Mississippi Valley State coming in was 0 and 27. And they won their first game. Now this highlight is from their network, the Mississippi Valley State Network, which the only reason these highlights are accessible to the public is because a Twitter account, Mid-Major Madness, paid the ten ninety nine to subscribe to watch this game and tweeted about it. And the announcers start to go crazy once they realize that this 0-27 team is going to become a 1-27 team. Andre, I'm just overwhelmed with excitement. I'm just, I can't even fathom. I can't even fathom. Hey, look. This, this, this might be one to remember for a long time. This might be it's one been a long time coming. Andre! Caleb, I'm just so excited. I can't even. Andre! I can't even let my emotions out right now, Caleb. I'm just... It's been a long time coming. We, we, we're absolutely due. Caleb, for a win, these guys fight so hard. They battle so hard, Andre. Caleb, I... And they got the win. They were clearly excited. The court was stormed afterwards. Now, if you do see video, I retweeted it uh, with the caption, this is what they want to take away from us at Bar Winkler's show. Uh, the court storm is very low-key. It is nobody's getting hurt. It is more like a, uh, it is more like a, hey, I dropped something over on the court. I better go pick it up kind of court storm. Now, unfortunately for Mississippi Valley State, and we give them we give them all the credit in the world tonight. They will not make the NCAA tournament, as they will not qualify for their conference championship tournament. Only eight of the twelve teams actually qualify for this conference's tournament, so they are uh, eight games back with a few to play, and so they are not going to uh, they're not going to qualify. So. No tournament this year, but a good moment and a very polite court storm. And uh, Jay Billis would want to have every one of those people arrested. And that is that isn't that is what's the most criminal of all. Ezra is in Atlanta. What's up, Ezra? Hey, what's going on, Bart? Um, hey, man, uh, Shep is like the Alex Trebek of like 
sports radio, he has all the answers. <laughs> like that stat on Jokic, great, great stuff, Chef. Yeah, but, I don't. I okay. I don't. I don't want to. Uh, I shouldn't do this because it's totally against all the radio rules. But Shep is known to tell callers what to ask so that he can come and look smart with the I'll right com- answer. First of all, no. Ezra, thank you for the compliment. Thank you for the comments. Now, Bart, Bart, is, Bart is just spewing complete falsities right now. I never do that, especially when it's not my show. No, no you look. should. You should be doing that. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me when Ezra from Atlanta calls, and Ezra's a great caller, by the way, and I, I go back with Ezra, but you're telling me when Ezra calls, I say, Ezra, listen, I know you want to speak to Bart, but try to get this in there at the end and just make sure you put it my oh, way. Oh, yeah. If I was you if I was you with Max when he called and asked me about Jervon Dexter, if I was you, I would have been like, hey, hey, ask this guy about Jervon Dexter. Wait a minute. He, wait he a minute, wait, a minute. wait a minute. I know you and I know a lot of football. Ezra does, too. Listen. If he if he's asking about Javon Dexter Sr., I know that's a question that no other person's getting on radio. So I would make sure to include that. That came out of the that came out of the woodwork. I have no idea where that question came from. That yeah, but you you should have you should have got that information <laughs> out of him so that you could have jumped in and been like, is, Bart, I hate to step on your toes, but yeah, Javon Bart, Dexter yeah, did at, have a second On top of everything else I do in the studio, let me ask every caller when they're done saying what they're going to say. Oh, by the way, is there something you didn't tell me that you're going to say just in case I can write it down? That's what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, Chef does all the work. Alex, Alex Shepard, Alex Shepard, man. <laughs> Alex Shepard. Yeah, but real quick, guys. Um, a piece of love to Steeler Nation, but to Chicago Bear fans, why not keep Justin and just draft Caleb? Stay where you're at because you're an organization you've never had a quarterback, really, never. So if you can go into 2024 with a roll of the dice, 50-50, Caleb Williams or Justin Fields, what's wrong with that? There's no well. I just don't see. I don't see that that is going to work uh, locker room wise. I did jokingly say that the Bears should uh, take a quarterback at nine because they will pro- and take Caleb because they'll probably screw up one of them. So I did jokingly say that, but they can't. I I just I really don't see any scenario where Fields and what? Williams are on the team in Week One. Because no, Caleb's you're, you're, you're not going to want that. Fields isn't going to want that. It's going to no, divide no, Caleb, that locker room, which has already been no. outspoken about this. Caleb can't. Can, Caleb cannot come in saying he wants anything. First of all, he's a rookie. Two, you're a Packers fan. You know, Aaron Rodgers sat two, three years. What's wrong with sitting these rookies? Well, he sat behind a Hall of Famer. Caleb Williams is going to sit behind a guy he can beat out. That's a problem. No, okay, but beat him out. And then you're, if you're a Bears fan, you realize. And then what do you do? Oh, then you still my... have Fields? Dude, you can get rid of Fields for a cheerleader or whatever. It doesn't matter. You're a Bears fan. You no. never had a quarterback to run your organization, to run your franchise. This is, a, this is like literally you got to roll the dice. If you're the Bears, you got to like get your franchise quarterback. And if you get rid of Justin and he goes to somewhere else like Atlanta, succeeds, like, you know, it'll it'll ruin them. What you want to do, go into 2024 as a Bears fan with Justin and Caleb and let them battle it out. That's it. Uh, hey, I love you, Bart. I love you. 
I, 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 I don't, I don't see a scenario where both of those guys are there. I just don't think that Fields is good enough to be the mentor to Williams. Fields is good enough to be the starter on a team that is full of weapons. Fields is good enough to get traded for some picks. But the I know I just I don't I don't I don't see it. And I know you can bring up examples where it happened even if you bring up the Chiefs. Alex Smith was playing good football and that was the plan the whole time and everyone was well, I mean, I'm sure Smith would want to play forever, but um, you know, Mahomes was on board with it. Caleb Williams is not if 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 if, if, if this is the plan then he's not going to report. And you could say, well, he's a rookie, he should want to, but that's not the society and the world we live in. If Caleb Williams is getting drafted and they keep Justin Fields, uh, Caleb Williams is going to hold out and ask for it. I mean, he'd beat him out, though. So then what's the point? I don't think that scenario is happening. I didn't think the scenario of keeping Justin Fields was still really on the table until Peter King had that scenario in his last column today. The scenario being, what if the Bears trade down one spot to two, get a little bit of a haul from Washington, and then take that number two pick and give it to Atlanta? Atlanta, from what I've read, they are ready to pounce. They want, hey, they'll do whatever it takes to get up there. They want to get up there. They don't want to sit around and, oh, I guess we'll take J.J. McCarthy. No, no, no. They they want top. They want top of that podium. That's what they want. We'll see. 855-212-4227. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, Amy Lawrence coming up next. Um, wow, uh, big error on my part. I almost forgot to mention what may have been the biggest news of the day today as we approach the end of our ride here together for the night. Shep, uh, Clippers rebrand, new logo. What do you think? Do we like it? I think I do. The LA Clippers came out with a new logo. They'll start wearing it uh, next year. A lot of the jerseys sort of look like, oh, those are Clippers jerseys. But the logo is different. Um, Clip, they're, they're embracing the Clippers portion of their name. For a long time, does anybody even know why they are named the Clippers? There is a nautical theme to it when they used to be the San Diego Clippers. It's a type of boat. And so they changed their logo. It's going to feature the boat. Um, I think it looks clean. I think the thing I don't like about this, Shep, is it's another circle logo. There's like 12 teams that have, like, their logo is basically a circle. So I don't like that. But I think the logo's good. I think the rebrand's good. 
I think it looks pretty good. It's a slow New news court. date. That's the biggest story, though, huh? New Jersey. I mean, it's the Clippers changing their jersey. Yeah. What's a bigger news story today? Court storming? That happened Saturday. <laughs> what happened today that I, was I think, I think I think that next win is the biggest story. Well, you would. Yeah, you no, would. I, I, just, I just think you don't see many things like that. All right. What about uh, the Dodgers traded Manuel Margot to the Twins? Yeah, that's not, that's not a big one. Um... You know, I think Peter King retiring. Ooh, Peter King retiring or Clippers jersey change. It's, it's Peter wow. King. Interesting. Do you like the new Clippers look? It's, it's okay. I didn't give it much thought. I'm going to be honest with you, Bart. They need to worry about uh, winning in the playoffs and stop underachieving before they want us to pay attention to their Clippers uh, uniform change. Well, this is supposed to be the year they do it. They say that every year. They did lose to the Kings last night. Great win for the Kings. And then the Kings followed it up by losing to the Heat. Right. Finners, they didn't have Paul George. Uh, right. Last night, they did not have Paul George. Correct. You're right. And then tonight, the Kings lose, and the Heat didn't have, like, everybody. Right. So, yeah, I think my biggest takeaway, because I, I watched parts of all those games on Sunday that were two on ABC, two on ESPN. I just, you know, I, I think the Warriors are going to make a little bit of a run. I do. But the Nuggets... I, I don't know. With Jokic playing the way he is, they are going to be hard to get past. And the West is really competitive. The Mavs have a say. The Thunder, the Timberwolves, hey, the Kings. But the Nuggets, yeah, they're just, they're, they're really, when they look good, they look good. So we'll talk more NBA throughout the week. I've been saying that for eight weeks now. Robert is in Michigan, 855-2124-CBS. Hey, Robert. Hi, Bart. Thanks for taking my call. I have two questions for you. Um, what do you think the Cowboys will do in the NFL draft and in free agency? Um, was there another one? Uh, no, that's all. Oh, okay. Well, uh, let's take a look here. I think in free agency, thanks for the question, they got to probably add a running back as – I don't think they bring back Tony Pollard. I don't think they should. He was not what they were hoping for when Ezekiel Elliott went away. So there's going to be a lot of running backs available. I, if I was them, would try to pounce on that uh, with Mike McCarthy. I I think that Derrick Henry is a guy that you can link there. I don't know with them, you know, running shotgun a lot if if he's the guy they want. You know, uh, but then again, like, who of these running backs, who of these running backs would I have the most faith in? I think Austin Eckler is going down. I think Saquon still got it. I think Josh Jacobs really had it. Then this year he was bad. I don't know. DeAndre Swift's going to be available. A lot of guys there. So running back's going to be a need. Um, as far as the draft, they're drafting in the mid twenties. I don't have a great read on that for you. Then they draft again in the fifties. You know, they've got seven picks. Uh, what are they going to do? I don't know. I think that they are still close. I don't think the Cowboys biggest need is a player personnel. It's just getting out of their own way. I wish you could draft that. Like, you could draft, do you want a player or do you want the ability to not choke? 
Oh, I'll trade up. I'll trade up for that. Hugh is in Baltimore. What's up, Hugh? Hey, how you doing, Bart? Great show, man. I love listening to you. Oh, I love talking to you. Hey, hey, I'm um, I'm a Kansas City, a lifelong Kansas City fan, uh, in Skunk here in Baltimore. And trust me, I had to keep my head down after the uh, AFC championship. But uh, especially <laughs> in my own house, because my wife is a big-time Raven fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, here's what I, I just want to say that people are talking about the quarterbacks. My opinion, and trust me, I was right with my son in the Roethlisberger and those guys uh, draft, and I told him Roethlisberger was going to be the first one to win. And in my opinion this year, the best quarterback out of those three is going to be Drake May. That's my opinion. All right, Drake May. Yeah. Drake May, Jaden Daniels, or Caleb Williams, you go Drake May? I would pick Drake May out of those three. I think he's going to have the better career, and he's going to be the better one to get started if uh, he goes and uh, plays for a team that really needs a quarterback. And and a lot of of the discussion here, as you might imagine, being in the Baltimore-Washington area, is which quarterback that Washington should take. Well, I think they want to trade up for Williams. Yeah, I'm, it, it's sounding that way. But, but if the Bears don't, if they're not interested, then there's a chance for Drake May or, or Jaden Daniels, yeah. I, I don't think they should try to trade up for Williams. I just don't, I don't believe in him. But I think Drake May is going to be the better option this year. And just one last thing, the Ravens are really trying to get um, the uh, running back from um, – from Tennessee, the beast from there. Oh, Derek Henry. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, last week, Hugh, thanks for the call. Last week, the stars aligned. We, I was talking to a Ravens fan about Derek Henry. Do you guys, did you hear that? Do you know what Derek Henry's middle name is? It's Lamar. Do, 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 Huh? Match that up with Lamar Jackson. That'd be good. That'd be good. What if the Bears traded down to two, did the part of the Peter King idea, but then took Drake May at two? That would be that would be bonkers. Oh man. No one would see that coming. Philly Mac, what's up? Hey, to clarify something, it's a ship, not a boat, my friend. Fourth you know, generation. I have fishermen. I have worked. I have worked on the rivers, and I have worked inside of a boat. Uh, I have boat? worked in. Yeah. I, I've worked nautically. Uh, I am ashamed to have got Over that wrong. Ship. Yeah, there is a big difference between a ship and a boat, and Absolutely. I screwed that up. I apologize. Okay. Hey, when when I was talking, you guys are talking about how you got the bot meter set for ship. What yeah, the Bardo meter. The, what about the good shepherd gauge? Like, so just say football, right? With a 10 football with a nine and a half. So in someone's season, they get an eight and a half, something like that. So it gives Shep his own little brand. Okay. I will add Shep? it into the, we'll add it into the think tank. Always a pleasure. And Hey, by the way, um, January 10th to 11th back last month, when I was driving down to Florida for my, Football team's national championship, which we won into my pro football. 
Yeah. My whole van full of guys was listening to you guys the overnight. So Do they got- still listen, or was it just the once? No, they still listen. But they have, okay. all of them have jobs and different things, so they listen to the first few hours. And I was with some of them Sunday, so I encouraged them to call into you guys once in a while. Do you think anyone's listening now? Do you want to give a shout-out? Yeah, probably Prince. And that's his real name on his license, Prince. He's Prince? one of our wide receivers. Yep. All right, Prince, what's Always up, pleasure, dude? Gentlemen. All right, thanks, Philly Mac. How about that? Prince. Oh, oh, another big news item of the day. How, how did I forget? There was a report from Judy Batista, columnist with the NFL website, aptly named NFL.com, and she's with the NFL Network inside the NFL. Her report is, because she's at the Combine, not much traction at the moment for a change on the fumble through the end zone rule when possession is awarded to the defense on a touchback. Remember, after that had happened in that Kansas City-Baltimore game, there was a report that came out that said, oh, this looks like there's a lot of people that want this changed. She said it was discussed by the competition committee, and that happened today. The competition committee feels like the play happened so rarely and feeling it's the ball carrier's responsibility to protect the ball. So, there is something, follow me here, there is something that happens so rarely that isn't going to be changed because when it does happen, the competition committee feels like it's on the responsibility of the people involved to make the right choice. Just like how court storming happens so rarely that when it does, the people should. I mean, what are you going to. I mean, if you're Philip uh, Filikowski the other night, do you just stand there? Are you running off the field for fear? Like, if he, if he plays on Wednesday, because he says he's. They, they, they say he's fine, the kid from Duke. He's a little sore. You almost you you've put up such a stink, and so many people have rallied for you. You almost gotta just like sit him out on Wednesday, otherwise it's gonna look real bad. But if there's one team to do it, it's Duke, who we all don't like anyway. Like we don't need to fight Duke's battles for them. They're Duke. Okay. Uh, thanks to Pat Boyle on the updates. Thanks to David Shepard. Good to be back with him. Amy Lawrence coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow, 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Good night. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 